Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. I love your sweatshirt. How are you doing today? Thank you very much. Glad you noticed. Rocking the Seattle Kraken sweatshirt. Gotta love it. One of my other favorite sports, hockey. Oh yeah. Gotta love some hockey. Nothing better live, uh, sports-wise, than some hockey. So... Speaking of which, what are you drinking today? So we bought a a pack of the mm-hmm. Golden Road. You were there when I when I got it. Had the mango cart, melon cart, guava cart. So today I'm having a guava cart. Okay. We'll see how I this is. I feel like that would be pretty good. Uh, let's find out, shall we? Meh. 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 It's all right. Well, the best. I feel bad for you. It's not very flavorful, if I say so myself. Yeah? Like, the melon Weird. one was super flavorful. Do you think that guava would be really good? It's all right. Like I'll, Obviously, I'll drink it, but... Yeah. I mean, it's got alcohol in it, and it's wet, so... <laughs> Quenches the thirst. Of you would drink it. Uh, today... Back with Garland Brew Works with another cereal-themed beer. This time it's the Bedrock IPA. This is a Fruity Pebble IPA. That sounds good. It is very good. Yes. I want that beer. Let's trade. Mm, You can have this guava crap. Yeah, over here in Spokane, we have all sorts of events like this, so I'm very, <laughs> very thankful that we have a lot of microbreweries here in Washington, so. Anyways, those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. Targo, we're going to start this off hot and fast. On the 9th, we have a battle in the Europa League. Europa League. Let's get Europa to some League. Europa League games. But before we get into the Europa League, make sure that you guys listening are checking us out. Make sure to follow us, like, hit the bell notifications, and subscribe to our Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all <laughs> podcast platforms, and check out our Redbubble because there's pretty cool merch on there. And if you want to be a part of choosing our next design, check out our Facebook group. There is a poll on there currently for the next design. When are you Europa taking that League. poll off, man? Uh, what's I, next Friday? I say Friday. I say, yeah, so that'd be tomorrow. Yeah, Friday. Yeah. Let's take okay. it down. You guys got till tomorrow. Let us know. Last call, my friends. Uh, today, in the Europa League, we have... The Battle of the Unions. The Union, Union Berlin against Union saint Joas. <laughs> Good job pronouncing that one. Yeah. Um, I see this going one way and one oh, way only. Own. Union Berlin. Yeah, I got to agree with you, man. Union Berlin on this one. Yeah. Moving on. Say, I hadn't really heard of Union Saint. Jawas. Jawas. Um, me neither, to be honest with you. 
Sevilla and Fenerbahce is our next one. Okay, I've heard um, of both of these teams. Yep. Yeah. Watched them both play. Sevilla not playing so hot lately. Fenerbahce have been, uh, I want to say pretty good, but i be honest with you, I haven't paid, I haven't paid much attention to the Turkish, Turkish league. league. It's Sevilla, yeah. though, in the Europa League, man. It's their bread and butter. What is it that you keep saying? Oh, I picked them to win it? No, nope, you picked they're your <laughs> second pick to win it. <laughs> I remember. Right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but I am going to pick Sevilla in this one as well. Next up, we got Juventus against Freiburg. Juve has been on a tear lately until their loss against AS Roma. Freiburg has been a little inconsistent of late. Yeah, and I think because of that, I got to go with Juve. Yeah. They got some bigger I names, a little bit better draw. quality. I'm going to go with a draw on this first leg. Okay. I don't, I, I don't really see much in this, but we'll see. <laughs> Next up, we got Bayer Leverkusen against Ferenvajos. Um, what's the laughter for? How did you say it? Ferenvajos. Vajos. Yeah, I probably, probably. pronounced that wrong. Or right, Varos, yeah, yeah. Uh, what country anyways, are they from? I I've never heard of them. If I'm being honest, man. Bayer Leverkusen winning. I I think they're from Greece. They sound like Greek. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, come with Bayer Leverkusen you get when you get into the Europa League and the whatever is it, the European Conference League, whatever the hell that yeah, is. Yeah, I was looking at some of the teams in the European Conference League, and you like you get everyone, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah. But most of them was like, I no idea who they are. So Leverkusen <clears throat> for me. Yeah. I agree. They looked pretty good at the weekend. They thrashed. I forget who it was. Or the Berlin. I think. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm going with Bayer Leverkusen. All right. Next up, Sporting Lisbon against our boys Arsenal. Come on, you Gooners. It's going to be a tough one. It is going to be a tough one. It's in Portugal. It's going to be a tough one. Good game to watch, though. I think that will be a pretty good game to watch. I'm I'm going with my Gunners, man. I am going to go with the draw. I think Arsenal away from home, they're good. But it's a lot of travel for how many games they've had to play of late. I just, they're not used to it. They got a thin squad. Um, I'd be interested to see if Leandro Trossard plays in the game after coming out injured. Smith Rowe's not at full health. Nketi is not at full health. Uh, Gabriel Jesus is not back yet. So I, I think this is a draw. Um, just because of the lack of options for Arsenal. But this might be the debut of Kivior. Might be. For Arsenal. Yeah, might be. And uh, maybe Reese Nelson gets another chance to shine. So That's a good one right see. there, yeah. I think I saw something where he's got like five goal involvements in 85 minutes. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. It is insane. That's crazy. He's been on a tear this season. Uh, he's not as good starting a game as he is coming off the bench. So time will tell on that one. Next up, Manchester United against Real Betis. Real Betis coming off a draw against Real Madrid. They look pretty good. United 
coming off a seven nil thumping worst loss in uh, club history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, against Liverpool. But for me, it's, I think the biggest thing was the attitudes of the United players during the game. Do you think saw so many players throwing a fit? Yeah. Do you think Ten Hag maybe has some stern words for them and they come back strong or do you think it continues? I, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, I think he does have some stern words with them. Players like Bruno and Anthony and Garnacho, um, even Fred, to some aspects. Casemiro didn't have a good game either. Lissandro. But we know he he's ever-present and consistent. Casemiro is. Varane didn't have a very good game. So, does he bench Garnacho, Bruno, and Anthony? I don't know if you can do that. I don't think they have enough options up front to do that. Not all three of them, I don't think. But, I mean, I don't think Garnacho. Yeah. Maybe Garnacho will get a start. Maybe you sit Bruno. I think he probably starts Sancho and Alanga. Oh, and then Vaghorse up top. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be the way I would do it. But they're sorely missing Erickson in this game. I think this will be a draw as well. Okay, I think... I think Ten Hag gets something from his players after that loss, and they they bounce back. I think United gets a result here. I think it's for me. It's more of Betis's game against Madrid. Yeah, they played good defense. They played very good. Um, they had a couple of chances on the counter to win it, but United, when they don't play in a counter, they don't look the greatest this season. And every time they can counter, they are on fire. And Rashford gets at least a goal. So it's going to be down to however the teams play in this one. It's usually every game. Ne- yeah, <laughs> right. Next up, we have AS Roma against Real Sociedad. AS Roma off a huge win against Juventus. And before that, a terrible loss to Criminese. Where is this one at? Is it in uh, Rome? And- or- yeah, it's in, in Rome. Spade. Okay, so I'm going to go with Roma then. The Romans in Rome, man. Win in Rome. Yeah. Uh, Sociedad, their form recently hasn't been, you know, anything that's going to at least bring confidence to me picking them. So I am going to go with a win for the Romans in this one. Next up, we got Shakhtar Donetsk against Feyenoord. Hmm. This one will be interesting. Yeah. I think I want to give it to Shakhtar. Okay. Maybe a little edge. I don't I don't know. I haven't watched much of Feyenoord, if I'm being honest. So I couldn't tell you as far as how they're playing. I watched their game against against Wren. Um How'd they look? They looked okay. Looked okay. They looked okay. I mean Wren's not doing very good this season either, so better than Shakhtar. <sighs> yeah, I Feyenoord for me, they're always dangerous. So I'm gonna pick Feyenoord in this one. Okay, I'll pick Shakhtar then. All right. All right, let's jump over to more familiar waters, per (laughs) se. English Premier League on March 11th. We start the weekend with a Bournemouth squad that looked promising against Arsenal, against a Liverpool squad who looked like their old selves again. How do you see this one going? Dude, poor Bournemouth. 
What a run of games for them. Man City, Arsenal, and Liverpool. Yeah. No wonder they're sitting bottom of the table after this run of games. <laughs> I think they stay at the bottom of the table, too, with the way Liverpool played against Manchester United. Yeah, if they the same team shows up, I agree with you. Uh, however, with Liverpool this season, you never know who's going to show up. They seem to show up in the big games, but against the lower squads, they don't usually show up that well. So I'm going to have to go with a win for Liverpool. I do think this is more permanent. This is them having a resurgence. And a win in that game puts them above Tottenham in fourth place. How? I don't know. Somehow, with the form they've been in this season, they they are still up there with a shout to get into the Champions League. Next up, Everton against Brentford. How do you see this one going? Everton have been playing better. They actually got two goals in their last game, first time in a while. But I think mm. it goes Brentford's way. Okay. Um, for me in this one, I mean, Everton's at home and they've been playing better at home than away, which isn't saying much because they're not very good. I might have to go with Brentford just because they look good. Most games, um, away from home, they're not great. So it could go either way. I think this is a close one. Maybe like a 2-0, 2-1, maybe 1-0. I think you're right on a 2-1. We'll see. Next up, we have Leeds United against Brighton. Leeds coming off a tough loss to Chelsea. Brighton coming off a 4-0 win against West Ham. That's a tough one because... Obviously, Brighton are flying high, but again, like I said, you know, I I told you Leeds, they've been losing games, but they're not getting blown out. I mean, they just lost to Chelsea 1-0. It's it's 1-0s that are killing them. And I feel like they play better at their stadium. I think it's Ellen Road is what it's called. Yeah. I'm going to go for a draw in this game. I know Brighton are high flying, but like I said, I think Leeds, they're tough. They're, they stay in games, and with them being at home, I think this one could be a nil-nil, a 1-1. Okay. I'm going to go with Brighton in this one. I love watching them. I know I've said it a hundred times. They're the Matoma obvious pick, yeah. My, they're definitely the One of my favorite on players paper. to watch, Sully Marsh. Sully Marsh has been on fire. He was I incredible just, last I, game, yeah. Yeah. I don't see any way. I mean, Leeds have looked good, but they can't score goals right now. <laughs> That's why I'm saying a nil-nil. <laughs> I I think Brighton have more than enough to score a goal in this game. So maybe a one-nil, two-nil. Okay. But close. Uh, next up is Leicester City against Chelsea. How do you see this one going? Chelsea got a win their last time out. Leicester played like crap their last time out against Southampton. I think I'm going to give it to Chelsea. Okay. I think maybe they get a little bounce off that 1-0 win against Leeds and come back with maybe another 1-2-0 or two nil win. I think, because this is in Leicester at the King Power Stadium, 
Leicester play a lot better at home. Chelsea are garbage away from home this season. I think this is going to be a draw. A nil-nil? Mm, yeah. Maybe 1-1. One, one. Maybe. Chelsea should win on paper, though. I will say that. Especially with the players they have on their books. That right. kind of paper as right. well. And the kind right. of paper they're paying them, man. <laughs> yeah. They're just wheeling and dealing money, giving it out to whoever wants it. I mean, I'll take some. <laughs> Our podcast will take some. Keep yeah. us going. Speaking of teams who should win on paper, but you never know who's going to show up. Tottenham against Nottingham Forest. <laughs> this is at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. How do you see it going? If it's at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, man, I'm going with Tottenham. Okay. I hate to keep saying I think this is going to be a draw, but I do. I think this one's nil-nil. I think I think Spurs get a goal, maybe a one or two nil. Okay. Well, I I just Spurs have been so inconsistent this season. Their last week it was awful. They after beating Chelsea, they sucked. So lose to Wolves one nil. Yeah, Wolves <clears throat> and Sheffield United. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That one's one nil. embarrassing. <laughs> so nil nil for me in this one. Next up. Speaking of nil-nil draws, or just draws in general, Crystal Palace against Manchester City. Do you really think Manchester City will drop points in this one? No. No, I don't. I see this one going one way and one way only. (laughs) The citizens get all three points. All right. Crystal Palace have been playing good against the big teams at home this season. And they drew, I believe... Tottenham, Manchester United, and Liverpool all at home? Yeah, yeah, they have. If I'm not mistaken. Um, I really I really want them to get something from this game. Well, not because I'm an Arsenal yeah, fan, that's but because why. <laughs> I don't want to see Patrick Vieira's job under threat. I think it's more like it. I would say that might be 5%. I would say the 95% is for Arsenal. I go with about fifty five forty five. No way. Yeah. Does my neutral brain think that Palace is going to get anything from this game? No, I don't. So I'm going to go one way and one way only. Manchester City. Yeah. We'll be rooting for you though, Palace. Don't worry. Yeah. I will definitely be rooting for Crystal Palace. Hard to root against Patrick Vieira, Wilfred Zaha, and company. Michael Olise. Don't forget. Olise, yes. On the 12th, we have a tasty affair. Ooh, tasty. London Derby, Fulham against our boys Arsenal. This is going to be a tough game. Oh, yeah. Fulham are not a bad team at all, man. And it's Especially at Craven Cottage. Yeah. I mean, they beat Chelsea there. They're playing good. So they did draw their last game out. I think it was was that Wolves. No, I think Arsenal did have. They did have a game on Monday. I forget the score. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Arsenal, man. Arsenal get the win here. 
I agree. I think it's written in the cards. It's written in the heavens. The Gunners. It just there's something special, special about this team right now. I mean that fight back coming down, coming back from two nil down to win it against Bournemouth. I mean they never should have been two nil down. That's a little worrying. Probably should yeah, have been three nil down. But you think of coming back, you think, oh, we came back against Chelsea or Liverpool. No, it was against Bournemouth. But those are the games that champions win. Yeah, they have. And I think back. the champions will win this one as well. Oh, you're getting a little ahead of yourself there, my friend. Calling them champions already? Better knock on some wood there, you got by you. I did, <laughs> before I said it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, for me, Arsenal, they just have something special about them. I, I'm not necessarily calling them champions, but they have the look of champions. They have the qualities of a team that you would think with the way results have been going and their fight and the way they play would be able to sustain the results good enough to keep the five-point gap and become eventual champions. So that's why I think they will win this game. What percentage you get them to win the Premier League right now? Probably like 60-40. I don't want to go any higher than that because of res- things like going down 2-0 to Bournemouth. And then the kind of other worrisome part for Arsenal is they still have to go to Anfield. They still have to go to the Etihad. Chelsea and... still has to come to the Emirates. Yeah, but that's it. Those are their, th- I would say, their three Those toughest are... opponents on paper, probably. City still have to play Liverpool <clears throat> at the Etihad. They've played Man United twice. Well, they've yeah, they've played Tottenham twice. They played Newcastle twice. So Arsenal still have to go to Newcastle Arsenal as well. The had. So yeah. Ars- Arsenal still has to go to Newcastle as well to St James Park. Yeah, so that'll be another tough one. So yeah, Arsenal definitely have the tougher run out, but for this game, I think they win. Next up, we have. Manchester United, I don't want to keep saying it, but they lost 7-0 to Liverpool. So, And they play Southampton, who are fresh off a 1-0 win against Leicester City, which means one thing and one thing only. that They'll probably lose this game because they've lost every game after winning one. So, Good news if you're a Manchester United fan, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> United should win this game, oh, they should, to be honest 100%. with you. It's at Old Trafford. I think United will win. Yeah. I, I got to so. agree with you. It's at Old Trafford. It's Southampton. I, I'm, again, they should be winning this game. Maybe take 100%. that Liverpool game as a fluke since they've been playing so well before that. Yeah. I mean, Everyone yeah. has a bad day at the office every once in a while. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, Arsenal lost 3-1 to one to Manchester City. They bounced right back. But 7-0. Ugh. Worst defeat in club history. Think, yeah. Oh. I think Roy Keane said it best when he said, if I lost 7-0, you wouldn't see me for not just a week or a weekend. 
You wouldn't see me for months. I'd go into hiding. I would. I agree with him. Manchester United don't have that luxury. Are they able to bounce back? I don't know. Uh, yeah, Depends I think, how they do today against Real Betis, I guess. I think Ten Hag is a good enough coach for he, he has a strong mentality. He'll get his players turned around. I agree. Uh, I think the players have a strong enough mentality to just kind of be like, whatever, it happened. We're done with it. Let's move on. Speaking of moving on, we have West Ham against Aston Villa next. How do you see this one going? Man, I don't know what to do with this West Ham team. They beat Forest 4-0. Then they get their butts kicked 4-0 to Brighton. What West Ham team is going to show up? Well, they're at home. It's at the London Stadium. I want to say Doesn't West mean Ham. Because I don't want them to get relegated. I think they're too big of a club to be in that position. I know Villa... Not even too big of a club. I think they got too good of a squad. That too, yeah. And then we got Villa. They're in 11th place. So they're safe. They're kind of... I think they'll kind of be just mid-pack. Honestly, that's where they'll finish. West Ham need a win here, man. You know, down in that relegation fight, there's, what, six teams fighting there? Three points, six teams, yeah. And West Ham is one of those teams. I mean, a win could take them all the way up to 14th. Potentially, yeah. They desperately need a win. They do. Do you think it's going to happen? Honestly, I think I see a draw in this game. Okay. I think I do. Villa... They got they've got a couple wins now, but before those couple wins, they had a couple some losses there in a row. So I think maybe it goes to a draw. That's what I what I'll say. My gut says Aston Villa is going to win this game. My brain says West Ham need this win so desperately that they are going to claw tooth and nail to win it. So I think West Ham win this one 1-0. One well, write a little note. Is it Josh's brain or his gut? That's right. <laughs> Either way, um, I think your pick is probably closer to right than mine. So, <sighs> Yeah, I didn't know who to pick, so I kind of copped out on that one. I did that a lot earlier, so it's okay. Next up, Newcastle coming off. A terrible loss to Manchester City against the Wolves squad who are high and flying after beating Tottenham Hotspur. This one's at St. James Park. How do you see it going? Dude, Newcastle can't score a goal right now. They're in a little poor run of four. They got, yeah, two losses and three draws versus Wolves are coming off a win. Hmm. kind of flying high on wolves so i want to say them <laughs> but i don't know i don't know man this is tough my gut's telling me wolves but my brain like you telling me draw but your brain is telling you newcastle <laughs> uh, i don't know what what are what, what do you got in this one um, 
Newcastle at home, they're solid this season. Um, they need a win so bad. They've not been playing well lately. They can't score goals. I'm going to go nil-nil draw. <laughs> Take the easy nil-nil way out. Nil-nil draw, okay. <laughs> Couldn't pick either of that, huh? Couldn't be bold enough to pick no. Wolves. Couldn't be bold enough. Couldn't be bold enough to pick Newcastle. Uh, but the way their form is right now, I don't see playing. Wolves scoring yeah. against Newcastle. I don't see – I don't – I don't see Wolves scoring against Newcastle, and I don't see Newcastle scoring a goal. So, hence the draw. <laughs> that's all I got. Nil nil draw. That's the conclusion I come to. How about you? Yeah, I. Uh, I'll go bold. I'll say Newcastle wins. Okay, they need it, but so do Wolves. So, we'll see. A Wolves, a Wolves right, win would be huge mid-week. for them. Oh, so so big. They've kind of gotten, teams. yeah, Wolves have kind of started to get away from that fight in the relegation zone. So a win here would be huge for them. Oh, yeah. And like um, I've said, some might even say clear. And like I said, that Luke Tiki, man, I, I fancy him as a coach. He's been, he's done great at Wolves. I like his signings. Mm-hmm. I like the way they've been playing. So, but I'm not going to pick him to win. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we're going to jump to midweek now. Um, on the 15th, we have Brighton against Crystal Palace. This one is at the Amex. I'm going with Brighton. One way and one way only. Yeah, I'm going with Brighton. I'm going with Brighton as well. Next up on the 15th, Southampton against Brentford. I will go Southampton. Ooh, why? Is that St. Mary's? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just want to go with Southampton. Just, just in the gut, huh? Yeah, something's telling me. And my gut tells me Brentford suck away from home, so it's a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Nil nil, my friend. A nil nil. All right, I'm gonna say a one. I'm gonna say a, a two one. Oh, okay. Southampton get two goals, huh? Hoping so. First, first in a long time. If it Southampton's happens. hoping so. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, for Southampton's sake, I hope so as well. However, Brentford's too good. No matter how bad their form is away from home, to lose this game. Okay. Draw. Draw. Over to Germany in the Bundesliga on March 11th. We kick off the weekend with the leaders, Bayern Munich, against Augsburg. Bayern Munich um, Do I have Augsburg. to ask? Do I have to ask? Augsburg sitting in 13th. I think this is going one way and one way only, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I didn't have to ask because I picked Bayern Munich as well. Um, the way they play against the bottom of the table teams, however, I think this one's actually close. We're not at the go bottom, but yeah. Bottom half of the table teams. I mean, they barely beat Stuttgart last time out. That was a close one, actually. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Stuttgart had some two chances. 
So <clears throat> I think Osberg make this entertaining at the least. Bayern Munich still going to win. Next up, Eintracht Frankfurt against Stuttgart. How do you see this one going? Eintracht Frankfurt. Who did they draw last time? Wolfsburg? Yeah. I two, believe two. it was. Yeah. Dude, Frankfurt need a win. They need to, if they want to be in any Champions League spot next year, they need to start winning some games. I know. They've only won two they out were, of their last what? five. They were in third at one point. Am I wrong? Second, they maybe dropped. even. I think they were in second. Yeah. Okay. Stuttgart. So yeah, they've, they've not been great this this calendar year. They've not been great. So No, Stuttgart only has one win in their last five. Yeah. Obviously, on paper, the favorites are going to be Eintracht Frankfurt. Stuttgart looked good against Bayern Munich, though. I think so. They, I thought they did, too. So I think I kind of want to go with a draw. Okay. I think since Stuttgart was at home against Bayern Munich and they're away in this game, mm. Frankfurt were away at Wolfsburg and now they're at home. I'm guessing you know how I'm going to go with this based off what I just said. And I think I Trent Frankfurt win this game. Kolomoani with a goal or assist? I'm going to go with an assist in this one. Okay. Now, yeah, go against the, the run of form here where he scores in every game. So next up, we got the big match of the weekend. RB Leipzig against Borussia. Moosh and Gladbach. This one's in Leipzig. How do you see it going? Leipzig's way. They're a good-looking team, yeah. man. They they, could, they play some beautiful football. They had a tough loss to Borussia Dortmund out. It was in 2-1. But, man, the pace of that game was fun. <clears throat> so I hope Leipzig do the same thing, have a fun-paced game, and I think they'll come out on top. Yeah, I, I think the pace of this one will be fun as well. Uh, Moosh Gladbach got some good players. Um, they're a good squad. They've not been doing so hot in Bundesliga this year, but RB Leipzig, they're going to want to get something uh, after that loss to Dortmund before their match against Manchester City. So I think this is all RB Leipzig on this one. Next up, we have Schalke against Targo's number one team in all of Europe, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, yeah, I see this way, going one, one way, way and one way only. Schalke <laughs> <laughs> Second to last in the Bundesliga, not playing well. And Dortmund, an unstoppable force right now. Zero losses in 2023. Yeah, potentially coming off a big win. Yeah, we'll see how they... In the Champions League against Chelsea. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Especially since Schalke's colors are the exact same as Chelsea Football Club. Dortmund get another win over the blue and white. On the twelfth, we have another top of top half of the table clash: Wolfsburg against Union Berlin. This one's in Wolfsburg. Hmm. Wolfsburg looked pretty good against Eintracht Frankfurt. Union Berlin. They're coming off a draw. I think I want to. I want to give it to Union Berlin. They're kind of have a little slide here their past three games. They drew, lost, yeah. and drew. So I think they, they come back with a win. Okay. 
Uh, Wolfsburg have been very impressive since the start of the new year, scoring a ton of goals. Can Union Berlin not only keep them out, but keep up with them? I don't think so. I think Wolfsburg is going to win this game. Okay. I know you've been flying high on Union Berlin. I have. But unlike before, when I went with my brain instead of my gut, I'm going with my gut on this one. Wolfsburg mm. to get the victory over Union Berlin. Union Berlin, top 10 team in Europe, huh? And you have them losing to Wolfsburg. I do. And dropping out of my top 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Let's fly over to Spain. Targo, what's going on in La Liga? In La Liga, man, on the 11th, we have Real Madrid against Espanyol. So Real Madrid sitting in second, coming off a draw. And Espanyol are sitting in 12th, coming off a loss. How do you see this one going? Real Madrid desperately need a win. Desperately. I can't emphasize enough desperately. They're at home where they lost for the first time in 11 months. To Barcelona, yeah. That's Barcelona and the Copa del Rey. I see this going one way and one way only. Real Madrid for the win. Yep, Real Madrid, man. I think they're going to get it as well. And on the 12th, then, we have Athletic Club against Barcelona. So Barcelona, top of the table. Kind of starting to run away with it, if I say so myself. And Athletic Club are an eighth. I I think Barcelona are only running away with it because Real Madrid have been so inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, Real Madrid's um, got two wins in their last five. Yeah. Barcelona... <clears throat> coming off the 1-0 win. I'm going to go with the Barcelona win 1-0. Yeah, I think Barcelona are going to win this one. They, well. What they're good at. It's. However, if they're still missing all the players they had last weekend out... I think this one might be a draw or be looking dangerous for Barcelona and Athletic Club might sneak a fast one on them. But. Yeah, I kind of feel that same way too. Without Lewandowski, they definitely lacked a little bit of clinical finishing. So we'll see if he's back. I haven't seen how long he's out for. Or Pedri or Gavi. But yeah, Barcelona are full strength. I think they, they get the win. If they're not at full strength, I think they could potentially get a draw here. Okay. And then on the 13th in La Liga, we have Girona against Atletico Madrid. So Atletico Madrid coming off an emphatic win here against Sevilla. They're sitting in third on 45 points. Girona are in 11th on 30 points. One way and one way only. Yeah. Atletico Madrid have been on fire lately. Scoring goals for fun. Antoine Griezmann's in the form of his life. Dude, he really is. Yeah. It's kind of good to see. Even Memphis Depay and Alvaro Morata are on fire right now. Yeah, yeah, they are. I don't don't see any way for Girona to win this game, even though it's at home. I agree. I'm going with Atletico Madrid to win this one. Okay. One way and one way only. <laughs> the one way street. The way traffic has been going in some of these. So, 
Next up, we fly to Italy in the Serie A. On the 10th, we have Spezia against Inter. Same thing. Common theme. I mean, which Inter Milan team is going to show up, man? The one that lost to Bologna or the one that beat Lecce? I mean, Spezia, yeah, they're down in 17. So on paper, you know, Inter is sitting in second. They should win this game. Definitely. It's it's like I praise Inter. I say they're playing good, and then they got to prove me wrong in the next game by playing terribly. Yeah. I will, I got to say, Spezia have let in the third most goals this season. And they have the third least goals scored. Well, then I think those stats point to enter. Yeah, on paper. On paper, for sure, yeah. Enter away from home, haven't been great. What's this pitch look like? Is it going to look like the one at Bologna? Yeah. A great question. A pitch and made for Aquaman? Point. Yeah. Is this a Sunday league pitch or is this a real professional? Serie A pitch. <laughs> Serie A pitch, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be more for Aquaman. But I still think Inter get the win in this one. Yeah, I mean, again, on paper, they're heavy favorites. I'll go with what the, I guess what the bookmakers would say. I'll pick Inter. Okay. Next up on the 11th, we have a tasty affair. Mm. Napoli, fresh off a 1-0 loss to Lazio. against Atalanta coming off a draw. I don't know how tasty it's going to be tasty for Napoli, I think. I think they get back to winning ways. They're pretty dominant yeah. at home. One way and one way only. Um Maradona upstairs talking to God, uh, wanting Argentina and Napoli to win titles in the same season. Ooh, that'd be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> right? The, I Again, it's a theme. One way and one way only. New cap, I mean, Napoli is so good at home. Yeah, they're really good at home. I don't see them losing this one. No. Like I almost a zero percent chance they lose. Say probably a thirty percent chance it's a draw. Seventy percent chance that they win. So okay, we'll go the win for Napoli. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. On the twelfth, we have AS Roma against Sassuolo. Roma coming off a big win against Juventus. Depending how things go in the Europa League. Could be two big wins in a row, and they stay in Rome for this one. The Romans in Rome, man. I'll go with Roma. Yeah, Jose Mourinho's got him purring right now, except for the one blip against Cremonese. Huge blip. I still can't believe they lost that game, man. That's crazy. I can't either. But unfortunately for them, Cremonese was due a win. Unfortunately for Roma. But I think Roma get the three points in this one. Yeah. Next up, we have Juventus against Sampdoria. Juventus off a hard-fought loss against Roma, Sampdoria. Now rooted to the bottom of the table after Criminacy's win. Bottom of the table. 
So again, on paper, this should go one way and one way only, man. Yeah. Um, Juventus at home for this one? One way and one way only. Yeah. Juventus for the win. And on the 13th, we have AC Milan against Salernitana. This one's at San Siro. How do you see it going? AC Milan at San Siro seem to be a little bit of a different breed. You never know which AC Milan team you're going to get. But Salernitana, they're in 16th place. True their last game. Maybe it's... I think AC Milan's kind of like Tottenham. They win real well, and then they have a disappointing defeat. Then they win real, win real, real well, and then have a disappointing defeat. So they're about the same place in the table as well. So, so I'm going to say AC Milan get the win since they lost their last game. That's fair. Uh, they do play Tottenham midweek. So if they win that one. Don't do me too for a loss is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think AC Milan will win this one. But if they do win in the Champions League, I'm just saying, there's a chance. As my man Forrest Gump once said, life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Okay, Forrest. (laughs) All right. Next up, we're going to fly over to France for Ligue on the 10th. It's Lille against Lyon. Normally, this is a pretty exciting matchup. How do you see it going? Yeah, Leon aren't having the best season. They're sitting in 10th place on 39 points. Lille in 40, have 45 points in 6th place. I'm going to go with a Leon win. Okay. I'm going to go they're the underdogs, um, I would say. Leon but. definitely have enough firepower to win this game. They should. I know they're away from home, but again, I'm going to go with Lyon. Lyon's been playing good lately. Only reason they didn't beat Law is because they did it to themselves with an own goal. I think Lyon's going to win this one. Jonathan David, the star yet again. Yeah, you got a goal last time out, so we'll see if he can get another. Yeah. Yeah. I think he gets at least one in this game. Next up on the 11th, we got Brest against PSG. Brest, huh? In 15th place. PSG starting to become runaway champions. Eight points clear. Yeah. One way. (laughs) This is a one-way street, folks. (laughs) Yeah, the Parisians run away with this one. I think this will be a blowout. Unless Neymar's back. <laughs> Neymar, the downfall of PSG. Yeah. Wouldn't it be something if they sell him and the first year he's gone, they go win a Champions League? Oh, I would not be surprised at all. Especially if they get decent money for him. You could probably sign two or three replacements that oh, yeah. probably will be healthier longer for that. How much do you think Neymar Maybe. goes for right now in the market? <sighs> Depends. Who's signing him? Is it Chelsea? Because I'm going to double the price if it's Chelsea. <clears throat> sure, it's Chelsea, Chelsea. I think 60 maybe. Spoiler alert. Um, otherwise, maybe 40. Wow, that low, huh? I mean, I mean, he's 
30, right? <coughs> 31. He's getting up there. He's yeah, always he's hurt. Like that. His wages are astronomical. Like, I was thinking more like a 90. Wow. I think because of his wages, PSG won't sell him for a ton. Yeah. Because could be on something there. How much of his wages are going to free up on their books? So selling him for 40 or 60 will to them save a lot like of money, money, yeah. Yeah. So on their weekly wages, yeah, but I get Speaking you. of which, let's change gears and get back to our top transfer rumors. Haven't done it in a while. There's always rumors swirling around. So what exciting ones could we find lately? Targo. What you got for me? So one of the ones I found here recently, it was actually last week, I think I saw it. It was Bruno Gimaresh. It's on the radar of Real Madrid. Hmm. He's had You think they need him? I, yeah. Luka Modric getting up there, Tony Cruz getting up there. I think he could be a good well, signing. I mean, they have Valverde, Camavinga, Tushimeni. Camavinga's been playing left back. So, yeah. I I mean, I think they need a left back before they need a midfielder. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. But I do think he'd be be a good pickup. Yeah, I think he might cost them. It would hurt Newcastle, I think, more than it would help Madrid, though. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. But solid rumor, though. I thought that one was, was a good find. Yeah. Yeah. And Who you got next? Next, I have Chelsea looking to include Christian Pulisic in a deal for Rafael Malau, Leao. So Rafael Leao is at AC Milan, and yeah, Chelsea looking to maybe offload Pulisic plus some cash for Leao. All right. I got two <laughs> questions for you. First okay. One. If you're Rafael Leao, do you go to Chelsea? I wouldn't want to, no. But, I mean, AC Milan okay. haven't been fantastic this season either, so I guess no. it depends how much Chelsea are paying me. <laughs> True. Uh, I mean, you're thinking if Chelsea do sign him, you're thinking like generational wealth, right? Like yeah. 400K a week? I don't think they'll pay that much. Maybe a good two 250 If I'm Rafael Leao, that's what I'm asking for. <laughs> okay. Or I'm staying at Milan, right? I think Milan are offering him 200 right now for his new contract. But yeah. Uh, second question. <clears throat> uh, if you're AC Milan, do you even entertain this deal? I think so. I think Christian Postich would be a good pickup. and if Plus, if you get some cash for him. Okay. How much cash would it take then? <laughs> uh... Maybe 40. That's it? 40 million plus Christian Pulisic. If I'm if I'm AC Milan, I'm asking 80 plus Christian Pulisic. 80 plus Christian Pulisic? Their evaluation of Rafael Leao is 120 million right now. Yeah, but his contract's coming up. Still 80. Especially knowing who you're dealing with in Chelsea. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, I don't think it's a good deal for... AC Milan. Yes, they could take Pulisic, but why don't they just try to buy him without getting Rafael Leao mixed up in the negotiations? <coughs> yeah, I don't know on that Anyways. one. I think I, I think Pulisic could do good in Serie A. 
I think he needs to go to Serie A, maybe Spain. I would love to see him play with Neymar and Mbappe. Or not Neymar, Messi and Mbappe. Over at PSG. Uh, and take Neymar's place. Oh, you got an interesting one there. That would be a better there, deal. Huh? Just saying. Maybe uh, Chelsea, Chelsea throw in Tom Pulisic. Bull is listening. Todd Bull is listening. Put Pulisic in a deal to trade for Neymar. So I'm Just guessing saying. that might be one of your uh, rumors, huh? Uh, maybe. Let's hear one of let's, yours. Uh, what's your next one? Let's get let's uh, three yours. more of yours before we go into mine. Okay, okay. So another one is Mr. Alexis McAllister, midfielder at Brighton. The clubs are swarming for him, man. I mean, let's be honest. Do you think he stays at Brighton next season? No. There's a whole host of teams circling for him. Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City, Man United. All rumored to be in the mix for him. Brighton are saying it would cost $70 million to pry him away. Do you think that's a deal for him? I think 70 mil for in this market for a player like McAllister. Yeah, I think that's a good deal. It's definitely a lot of money, but I think that's probably justified. I think he's worth more than Moises Caicedo. I would agree with that. Yeah. Brighton wanted 60 mil for Caicedo. Probably more than that. Brighton weren't willing to sell Caicedo for anything. So, (laughs) yeah. So, um, McAllister wants to leave 70 mil, I think it's fair for a World Cup winner. And he's what, 25, 26? Something like that. Yeah. Maybe 27. I don't know. Yeah. I think he'd fit great for Liverpool. I think Liverpool would be the most heavily favored to go for him. The big question for me. Is Liverpool going to go all out for Jude Bellingham? Because I feel like McAllister would be a second option to that. Yeah, I think it would be too. I know there's also teams circling for Bellingham. I think Man United have kind of thrown their hat in that race as well. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, Things I, are, might be interesting this summer as far as transfers yeah. go. Um, especially if, you know, what's going to happen with Kevin De Bruyne at Manchester City? Oh, could right. Man City be looking at McAllister as a replacement for De Bruyne? Or Bellingham, one of the two. <clears throat> okay, okay, I see ya. Heard it here first. <laughs> All right, one more. All right, so Manchester United, they're looking for some goalies. It's kind of been known they're putting some feelers out. David De Gea, they're kind of looking for his long-term replacement. So why not look at David Rea? You think he'd be a good replacement for David De Gea? That would be a fantastic replacement. I mean, David Rea has the most saves in the Premier League this year. He's playing for a Brentford team that you could say are past their ceiling. Pretty pretty far past their ceiling. Um, Yeah, I think he'd be a great pickup. However, the way De Gea has been playing this season, I, why would you want to replace him? He's not that old for a goalie. How old is De Gea? 30... Three? Right around 30, 29 maybe. I think he's older than that. He's been playing for forever, but he also got signed by United at like 17 or 18. So I want to look that up. How old is David De Gea? While I do that, you go ahead and tell me some of yours. Okay. Uh, well, I'll go to the most obvious one. Um, I called it in January, maybe even December. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, 
linked again, Neymar to Chelsea, 60 mil. Just saying. Part ways with 35 mil and Pulisic, I think that deal gets done ASAP. Be a great deal for Christian Pulisic. That way he can play every week. His He won't have to be the star of the show because clearly Mbappe and Messi are way above him. But I think he compliments think the star of the show at Chelsea with, with Raheem Sterling? No. no Aubameyang? But if Rudy? he goes, you think of the teams that Pulisic will probably go to, right? You're thinking nowhere near the top of the table teams where he will be probably the star of the show. I think it's too much what pressure. I'm thinking. I think he's got too much of an injury record. Yeah. To be the star of any um, team. But even with his injury record, it's still better than Neymar's. So, Touche. Yeah, Neymar does have a pretty bad one. And his injuries always seem to come up at the same times every single year. Just saying. Yeah, I think I saw something where he hasn't played in both legs of a Champions League round of 16. I forget in how many years. Quite a few. Ever. Because they usually fall around his sisters and his birthdays. So, suspicious. (laughs) It always flies back to Brazil for those. Next up, MLS commissioner Don Gerber says that any team that wishes to sign Lionel Messi will get special compensation. So that way they ensure they sign him. Thoughts? That's weird. Kind of cheap. So any team that gets Messi gets special compensation. What kind of compensation? Like allowed to pay his salary? The salary cap all of a sudden doesn't well, apply so to it that designated, team. Designated players in the MLS, you get up to a certain level, but it's paid by the league. It's not paid by the clubs. So if a team okay. wanted to get Messi as a designated player, well, they have a cap on the amount they're allowed to pay someone. I believe Ibrahimovic was at the cap. Um, Messi would clearly be way above that. So I don't. You would have to have special compensation to sign him. Do I think it happens? No. I think he's more likely to go back say, to do you think Messi ever than he is to go to the MLS. You think he'd ever come to MLS? No. No. I think he'd go back to I mean, to he could earn a nice, obviously, paycheck, it sounds like, if they're willing to break the rules for him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the team that's linked to him is Inter-Miami, right? You can go play with Iguain. Yes, he's still playing. Um, <laughs> go for Beck's team in Miami where it's nice and sunny because <clears throat> they hang out with his pal David Beckham do I think he does it? No but it's an attractive offer nonetheless yeah alright my next one I found this uh, intriguing because it just makes sense for some odd reason Newcastle keen on signing Kieran Tierney from Arsenal because Arsenal is also looking to sell fringe players to help them sign Declan Rice. Yeah, I saw Just this makes one. sense. I didn't make Tierney go, though. I would, too. He's a solid backup. I love him. He's a hell of a backup. He doesn't even play very often. I mean, you see Tomiyasu playing left yeah. back more often than him. 
but man, is he a force in the dressing room? If Newcastle got him, I mean, that's going to be a huge upgrade from Lewis Dunk. Newcastle, yeah, yeah. I so here's what I would say, like as far as, as you know, as Arsenal are concerned. Like, yes, he's their kind of backup left back. That's almost not even playing backup left back, like you said, Tamayasu is. But I have not been impressed with Tamayasu's couple appearances where he started. No, especially against Bournemouth and Manchester City. Yeah. He was awful. You know, I know he had that really one good performance against Liverpool. You know, had Mo Salah in his back pocket. But, yeah, these past couple performances... Tamiyasu has not played very well, and I think uh, letting Tierney go would be a a big hurt for Arsenal. Yeah. It would be a heartbreaker for me as a fan. Um, I mean, Tomiyasu defensively is fantastic. It's when he's on the ball where he really makes mistakes. Did it against Bournemouth. Did it against Manchester City. Tierney is fantastic on the ball. He just adds that extra <clears throat> option attacking-wise. I would almost say try to I would try to convert him to a left winger before I sold him. I know give he, you another option. It seems like Arteta's trying to get him to play kind of like Zinchenko going into the middle, kind of being that extra midfielder in the it's middle. Not his style, though. Oh no, it's not at all, and that's why I think he's being rumored to be sold. <laughs> I mean, if I'm him, I need to think about it that way. Sitting on the bench every game, you're a good option at left back, but Tomiyasu goes in instead of you. I mean, Zinchenko will get injured. We've seen that. He will miss games. So, you know, are you fine playing on those games and in the cup games? I don't know. I'm not Tierney. I'm Karen Tierney. No, probably not. But I don't know. It just makes sense to me. All right. Next one. Let's see, who do I go for? I got so many here. Uh, all right. I'm going to go with a couple extra if you don't mind. No, go for it. Okay. First one Bayern Munich still keen on Harry Kane, even though they renewed Chupamotang's contract. Uh, but they want to sign him as a free agent next summer in 2024. Man, if you're Harry Kane and you want to win a trophy, you got to leave Tottenham now. I agree. Bayern Munich, you guys, if you're listening, don't be cheap asses. That's Bayern Munich, though. I mean, and Harry Kane's going to cost, what, 80? Probably. If you're Bayern Munich, do you throw like a Leroy Sané into the mix? That could be a good option. Recently? Yeah, I mean,. I would say Serge Gnabry, but I don't think Serge would go there with his Arsenal no. ties. Yeah, he's an <clears throat> Arsenal boy at heart. I don't think he's going to go there. Um, but, I mean, I I think that's a great option for Tottenham, getting a Leroy Sané. I think it's a great option for Harry Kane, too, to go and win a trophy because, you know, Bayern Munich are almost guaranteed to win a Bundesliga pretty I, much. I was going to say, you put Harry Kane in that squad where they desperately need a striker of his caliber and i consider them favorites for a champions league immediately Luciano and kingsley coman running around him yeah and you put nabri back out on the wing replace leroy sane just makes sense uh however i still think he's probably going to go to somewhere like real madrid or manchester united i think his best option would be manchester united I do too. If he wants to, but again, it's the but he's loyalty. Not 
He's not guaranteed a, a trophy there either, Tottenham. though. Loyalty to Tottenham. That that's it is his loyalty to Tottenham. Yeah. So I think he'll have to go internationally if he's going to leave. With that, next up, Manchester United fear that the uncertainty of the sale of the club will hinder their <clears throat> chances of signing Jude Bellingham. Fact or fiction? I think that could be fact. They didn't spend a lot of cash in January, and maybe that's also kind of a a precursor to that. Yeah. I mean, I put it on here because I think it's fact. Uh, if I'm any player and a team's about to get sold or going through the process of it, I'm not going to wait around for them to make a bid just because they're getting sold. Jude Bellingham's got his pick. Why wait for Manchester United? Yeah. You go to Real you're not Madrid, wrong there. Liverpool. So. And last but not least, Real Madrid and Liverpool to fight for Antonio Silva, 19-year-old center back from Benfica, because he's a cheaper alternative to Joseph Guardiol. Yeah, he would be. Guardiol is going to cost quite a bit. There's lots of teams I, looking at him. I would think Vardial would probably cost more <clears throat> than Harry Maguire did. Should. I don't think he I think will. Be, I think he'll go for the most expensive defender. I think he'll go for 70, 80 mil. Well, Maguire went for 80, so. Oh, so yeah, I think it'll be somewhere around there. I thought Maguire was just a hair more, but. Uh, if you're going Euros, yeah. He's 80 million pounds. Uh, but Antonio Silva's a stud. I mean, he's 19. Played for Portugal in the World Cup. He's he's a monster. Yeah, so, that'd be fantastic. Pick a good up. pickup. I know Real Madrid yeah, are kind of yeah. a little bit unhappy with David Alaba, so at center back, so they could look to get someone young in there. David Alaba plays for Barcelona. David Alaba, he plays for Real Madrid. Oh, Alaba, sorry. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking of. The, was yeah, he Swiss? Bayern Munich. Yep, yeah. Alaba. Not Alba, Alaba. Right. <laughs> Alba. I'm, you added a letter. Got it. Alaba. Yeah, not Alba. And it's Jordy, <clears throat> not David. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, I think he would be a great fit for Liverpool. Be yep. the deputy to Virgil van Dijk. I don't think he would. I, he he shouldn't be a deputy to anyone, man. He should be starting. And I know he plays on the left side of that defense. I'm pretty sure he's left-footed. Okay, put him next to Van Dyke. Switch Van Dyke over to the right side. Yeah, that could be a very honest. I don't know how Van Dyke would like it moving sides. I feel like as a professional athlete, you should be able to do both, especially center back. But you switch back and forth like the whole game. Yeah, so. but that could be a one heck of a defense there if they get him. Yeah. Um, and he'd be a lot cheaper than Vardiol, but I mean, even thinking Vardiol and Van Dyke would be scary. Yeah. That would be super scary, man. But yeah, that's, I mean, I could go on, but I think I'm going to stop there. Okay. So speaking of Gvardiol, Chelsea are showing some interest in him. <laughs> 
Uh, they're looking at Gavardi all to replace Thiago Silva, but they would like to get him before his release clause goes up to 100 million euros in 2024. And... Manchester City are also showing some interest in Josko Gavardial. They're looking at him to replace Iamaric Laporte, who's a doubt for the future. So what do you think? Do you think City maybe splash the cash and go after him? It makes sense. Um, I I mean, you could see Laporte even trading places. Going to Germany. I think he'd probably rather go to Spain. I think he would too, yeah. But... If I'm Laporte and go to a Champions League ready squad, City would do it to make the price of Guardiola less, especially if they're going after Jude Bellingham as well. But I mean, if City get both Jude Bellingham and Joseph Guardiola, who set up for the future? Oh God, that is scarier than the squad at the beginning of the season. Looking at it on paper, so. Also, I did look at David De Gea. David De Gea, he's 32. Okay. He's right around 30. Yeah. For goalie, that's still young. He's got a good three, four years left of him at least. Yeah. Um, David Raya is, I believe he's 25, 26. So, yeah, be a good replacement. But uh, speaking of Man United, they're looking at Tammy Abraham as an option if they fail to get some of their main targets this summer. Like, for example, Harry Kane. Uh, Roma, they're asking around 80 mil for Tammy Abraham, which is what Chelsea have in their buyback option when uh, Chelsea yeah. sold him to Roma. You think he's worth well, 80 yeah, you mil? Would think, you would think that <clears throat> they would have to ask that, right? Because if they ask for anything less, then Chelsea would be like, what the hell? I don't know. Um, I don't think he's worth 80 mil. He's an English player linked with English clubs. English tax applies here. Um, is he worth 80 mil? No. In this climate, will you have to pay 80 mil to get him? Probably. Unless you're going to put some players in exchange for him. Honestly, I think he's worth like I think he would be a good fit. I think he'd be terrible. I think he'd be a good fit for Manchester United. Yeah. It's kind of what they're looking for. He's kind of transformed his game a little bit since going to Roma. Um, Playing a little bit more of that um, hold-up style striker. But he also has the speed and the physicality to get in behind defenders, take him on one-on-one. He's good in the air. He's got a lot better, been able to at least show his talents more at Roma than he did at Chelsea. So I think he's a great second option to Harry Kane. I mean, he's not Harry Kane. No. But you're also going to get him for a heck of a lot less. <laughs> not really. So, <laughs> uh, Harry Kane's going to go for at least 100, I think. I'd spend the 20 mil to get Harry Kane. But okay. anyway, I don't think Harry Kane's going to pick Man United, no. No, even though it makes sense. But Harry That's Kane, Tottenham Hotspur, speaking of Spurs, Spurs and Arsenal are keeping an eye on Julian Brandt, whose contract expires next year. He's been impressive this season in the Bundesliga for Dortmund. He has. And I really do enjoy watching him as a player. I don't think he makes sense for Arsenal, though. I'll be honest. They signed so... I mean, they have so many attacking mids, it's stupid. And wingers. They're all yeah. young. Um, you know, Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Fabio Vieira. Do you need another one? No. Would you take him on a free? Yo, totally. I think it makes perfect sense for Spurs, though. 
they're yeah, they're, they're looking for that attacking midfielder. That's a that would be exactly what they need. However, they get him and lose Harry Kane. That's a different story. Well, now I think you're looking at they'll have to get a striker to replace Harry Kane for sure. Maybe I mean, a are Tammy, you confident certain Richarlison? Maybe a Tammy Abraham. I'm just saying Tammy Abraham. Yeah. Just saying. But Tammy uh, Abraham over makes to sense Spain, too. Barca. Yeah, but Barca they're keeping tabs on Bernardo Silva as City are said to now be okay with letting him go this summer. You think that's a huge blow for Man City? Yes, I do. This is the rumor that just won't die. Seems to be going on forever. No, it won't, will it? Um, He's been... I think the biggest... Yeah. The biggest stumbling block here is can Barcelona afford him and be able to get him on their books? I don't... They're going to have to sell <laughs> quite a few that players. Came out? Was it Tebas? Yeah. Was it Tebas that said that Barcelona won't be able to sign anyone? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, but we'll yeah, see. This is, this is the rumor that won't like die. You, um, he makes sense yeah. for Barcelona. I just don't think they can afford him. Yeah. And then last and not least, Man City are looking at Adrian Rabio, who's had a contract with Juve at the end of this season. Do you think Rabio would be a good signing for Man City, especially if they lose Bernardo Silva? For those of you no, at home, as I'm a... violently shaking my head. No. Emphatic <laughs> no. That Manchester City locker room right now is toxic as it is. You're going to add a toxic Adrian Rabio to it. How is that no. dressing room toxic? The fact that a lot of players have been rumored to be fed up with Pep Guardiola. He's starting to bench players that are supposedly his best players. I don't think that means it's toxic. Sorry, I guess what I'm meaning to say is you add Adrian Rabiot to that dressing room and it becomes toxic. Okay. I'm not a fan of Adrian Rabiot as a obviously an Arsenal fan. I would love to see him at Man City and cause problems, but I don't think he makes that Man City team any better. If I'm Man City, I'd rather re-sign Gunuvan. I would too. Like, I... As an Arsenal fan, I would take Gunnigan in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're I mean they're linked with him, so I've seen that, sense, yeah. But but those are all my rumors that I got. Sweet. Yeah, that's that's all I got as well, my friend. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. As always, make sure to check out our Instagram, TikTok at Bruce and Banter FC. Check out our Facebook group if you see any rumors that we haven't mentioned. Put them on there. We love to see them. Make sure to check out our Red Bubble. Look at some merch. As we mentioned, the the poll ends tomorrow. So make sure you get on there. Vote for your favorite merch that we'll put live. And I think that's all I got, man. Anything else? Uh yeah, I mean we got a couple new designs out there on Red Bubble. Go check them out. Um and yeah. Vote. Let us know. Yes. Uh but because of this being my last sip of beer, I think we're going to have to call it quits on this one. All right. Well, that's all for me and Josh here at Proves and Vanter, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Love you.